Hello, my name is uh, John Bradbury. I work in the people experience practice at, here at the EMA. Uh, and in this series of EMA cast, uh, we're trying to uh, have conversations with experts and experienced HR practitioners, experienced business owners um, around what, what's happening at the moment in terms of the people experience and HR issues uh, in New Zealand organisations. What are the trends? What are the hot topics? What sort of insights can, can they give us? Um, one issue that, that's come, come up a lot, particularly because of the skills shortage, um, has been around diversity and in inclusion. And we, we know this is an issue that's very important to, to many, many members and many organisations. Um, so I was very pleased that Kim Herrick uh, from KiwiRail, who works as a diversity and inclusion uh, specialist there, agreed to come in and have a conversation with us today. Uh, Kim's a very experienced HR practitioner. Has worked in a number of number of organisations, and um, I, I think today we just we just like to find out a bit more about you know that experience and how she's brought it to bear at Kiwi Rail and the results that are happening there. So, um, thanks for coming, Kim. And thank you. Just tell us a bit about you know your background and the role that you're currently doing. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, so my background is industrial and organisational psychology. Um, and I've been working in human resources probably uh, 25 years now, showing my vintage, um, mainly in uh, the UK, Asia, Australia and New Zealand, um, and currently working for KiwiRail, as you've mentioned, um, specialising in diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Oh, very good. So yeah. a sort of breadth of international experience, yep. uh, clearly something you've been doing since you were maybe about 10 years old, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, um, five. But, <laughs> five. Yeah. And, um, but now, as you say, diversity, inclusion at, mm. at KiwiRail. So, I mean, what, what attracted you to that, to that role at KiwiRail? What was it about it that made you think that this would be a good role for me to do? Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, the reason I like working for KiwiRail is... It's a New Zealand-based organisation, so it's a state-owned enterprise. Um, so it actually supports the New Zealand economy and sustainability perspective. I really like that. I also think it's got a really good um, executive team and executive support for things like diversity and inclusion. Um, not many organisations have a resource that focuses solely on diversity and inclusion, so they've invested in me to do that job, which is great. Um, I also like the fact that um, they have some really strong female leaders within the business, um, running some quite large commercial departments, um, sort of leading the way as well. So um, that's what attracted me to Kiwi Roll. In terms of diversity and inclusion, I think that was probably more to do with my upbringing. Um, my parents always taught me about fairness and to really think about what's important to the individual and to support people who are in minority groups. And so this role enables me to do that, um, to encourage a more fair um, and equitable society um, and community in which we live in and KiwiRail is really supportive of that agenda through its company values but also through the strategy. Fantastic yeah. so a strong alignment with your personal values mm. in terms of the work you're doing and a lot of support in the organisation yep. for, for the work that you want to do. Loads. And you know what, what do you think is the reason why, why is this important thing um, uh, to KiwiRail's journey, if I mm. might say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. So wh why is it? Why is diversity and inclusion important to KiwiRail? Yeah, so KiwiRail is really about stronger connections, better New Zealand. Um, so effectively, the connections that we're trying to make with people at KiwiRail is about building that sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. So bringing them help their whole selves to work. Don't come along and show your masks and feel like you have to be someone else. Just come along and be you. Um, and that's all we want them to be. 
Uh, and I think all the research supports the fact that if someone's more themselves, they're going to be um, happier, they'll be more productive, more engaged, and then that would obviously contribute to KiwiRail as an organisation in terms of the commercial aspects as well. Um, one of the core values at KiwiRail is around care and protect. So um, we do a lot to care and protect for our people. Um, we have an employee assistance program, we have a speak up line, we um, provide lots of support in terms of training and development, um, and we also have seven employee network groups which support different groups within the organisation. Um, so people get that sense of they're part of something. They're not just part of a large organisation of four and a half thousand people. They're part of a community that, and we value them for who they are and respect their opinion. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that makes it sound a very sort of powerful sort of proposition mm. as, as an employer to people. Yeah. And that would apply for, for, for everyone. But it sounds like your role is about kind of thinking about specific groups yes. within that. And mm -hmm. how do you um, target action? How do you choose which, which groups yeah. to focus on? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think second day in my role... Um, I sort of sat down with the exec team and had a chat about the priorities. Um, and really it was about enabling our people to be the best they can be. Um, we looked at a lot of the data um, and there was some quite big gaps in our data compared to other organisations I've worked for. So I've come from um, a banking insurance background and also Auckland District Health Board and British Sky Broadcasting um, and a cosmetics company. So quite different background. Um, KiwiRail present has 18.9% women, um, so that's quite a small number of women. When I started four years ago, we had 14% women. So one of the key focuses of my role was to attract women to the organisation, but also retain them. Um, and it's quite difficult in a male-dominated organisation sometimes to attract women and also to keep them there. Um, so it's been a, a real journey doing that and I've worked really closely with the executive team to make some changes to make it a more comfortable and enjoyable place for women to work. Yeah. yeah, and so it sounds like uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier is about women in senior positions mm. as, as well. Is, is that something as well as the number of women in the organisation or the proportion of women mm -hmm. in the organisation? Is that another change that you've seen over time? Is that something that you're trying to do is get more women into yep. more senior positions? Yeah, so we have um, targets that we right. set and um, they're part of our corporate statement of corporate intent. Um, and part of those targets look at the number of women in the business, but we're also looking at the number of women in operational leadership roles. Um, so that's the trajectory to say an operations manager role or a general manager role, so a more senior role within the business. Um, so we're providing support for them to get there. Uh, it's not an easy role, an operations manager role, especially in the rail industry because you're working at a depot, you're out there getting dirty with, on the tools, doing stuff, managing quite um, a challenging team, working shift work. Uh, but some people absolutely love it yeah. um, and are really passionate about it. We've had people working in our organisation for up to 45 years, three generations of families. Um, rail is in their blood. Um, so it's the kind of organisation, if people join it and it gets under their skin, they stay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you get longevity from bringing mm. people in, so yes. it's the sort of investment in bringing in the right, the right, right people. people. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And you know, so you've got what's effectively a more traditional male yes. organi organization. 
Um, you know, I, I sometimes see this when I look at company websites and mm. you kind of, you go, okay, let's, let's have a look at what the organisation looks like now. And there, there's, a, there's a range, quite frankly, of people that look a bit like me in yeah. terms of age and, yeah. and so forth. And, and you look at it and go, okay, so these all look like nice guys mm. and you'd, you'd go and have a drink with them and you'd be happy to work with mm -hmm. them. But if I was sitting as uh, 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 looking at that website as a woman, mm. I would imagine that would perhaps be less attractive. Mm -hmm. So... What sort of things do you do to try and attract women to, to Kiwi Rail yeah. when, when you have that tradition of 80% of those photos there are, are yeah. males? Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Um, we do lots of things. Yeah. Um, we use our recruitment team, look at gender-neutral language in all our job descriptions and our adverts. Um, we also really rely really heavily on imagery, so we try and show images of women on the job. Um, and also we try and show images of a team. Mm. So it's not just all women, all men, it's, it's a, a mixed group. Um, we also um, provide uh, support for women via flexible working um, because a lot of women may be a primary caregiver yeah. or they might be helping out elderly people or they might be doing voluntary work. So we do have a flexible working policy, which is really good. Um, and we have obviously worked from home during COVID, so that was really good as well. Uh, the other thing that we do for women is um, we've recently launched it, well, just about to launch in July, our paid parental leave policy, um, which is a generous opportunity for both the primary and the secondary carer. Um, we've got done our gender pay gap review, which um, we've reduced quite significantly, I think 8% over the last two years. So um, that's really positive, um, and we're looking to work towards equal pay for equal value which is basically comparing, say, you, John, if you were doing an accounting role and I was doing an accounting role, making sure that if we went in the same capabilities and skills, we're getting paid the same. Um, so equal work for equal value. So it's actually quite a detailed project, that one. Uh, we're doing heaps around um, career progression for women, so thinking about what they need in terms of support, confidence, um, mentoring, executive coaching, um, we have a mana wahine, which is our women's network, uh, which I'm involved in, and that's nationwide, all across New Zealand. We meet monthly. We have a guest speaker that comes in and talks about topics such as um, uh, we had um, recently one of the silver ferns come and talk to us about resilience <laughs> in the workplace. We've had people talk to us about um, working in a male-dominated environment and how to deal with some of the comments you might get out on the field. So we we really try and put a lot of energy into our woman. Absolutely. Mm. Sounds like, I mean, there's quite a few things there, mm. it seems like. I mean, when you initially started talking about things to attract people in, mm. I mean, um, yep, that's kind of like, okay, so it starts to look and feel right mm. to some, somebody that's coming in. Then you're talking about more substantive things, particularly around pay and pay, leave, yeah. which is mm -hmm. so important yep. um, to, uh, you know, make sure it's a real positive experience yes. for people mm -hmm. um, and then you're talking about things that are about sort of helping helping people in an environment where they might not naturally feel this is an organisation I'm going to adv advance in so there's quite a few yeah. levers there there are quite a few levers yeah. the other thing that I'd add and especially for those slightly more smaller businesses or more operational businesses um, we did when I started four years ago we didn't have basic facilities for some of the females so right. uh, when I say bathrooms yeah um so we did we've done a lot of work around fixed and portable amenities yeah. um to just provide those necessities because some of our depots were 100 percent male so they didn't actually have a female toilet 
Right. Um, so it got down to a, the basic stuff like that. Oh, but that's very <laughs> um, which important. Which is very important. important. <laughs> and you went yeah. to go to the bathroom, you've got somewhere to go. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it really was grassroots work right at the beginning. Um, we're getting to a more strategic side now when we were looking at the policies and the impact of it and um, also working with Global Women, um, which is an organisation that supports women, and our CEO, Peter Reedy, is part of the Champions for Change, which is a big organisation to basically lobby for change um, to make it a better workplace for women. Right. So it sounds like a whole range of initiatives internally that you're looking outside the organisation for other networks that, that can kind of help. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's a range of things. How do you go about choosing which, which, um, where to place your bets, as it were? Which, which <laughs> initiatives to choose to, to do? Because, yeah. you know, otherwise it could just be a sort of a shopping list. laundry list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a question that often gets posed to me um, by the executive team. And we do have a diversity and inclusion committee that meets quarterly, which our CEO attends and he asked exactly the same question um, um, what are, what's our return on investment yeah, effectively yeah, yeah, yeah. or where we're going to put our um, energy into generally um, I try and go for the most sustainable solution we're a large organization four and a half thousand people right so um, what can we do that's going to impact as many people as possible um, and also we don't have huge budgets so it's got to be done um, in quite a easy practical way um, I'm the one resource that looks after diversity and inclusion but I have probably I don't know hundreds of people that are in my network that I can tap on and Kiwi Rail to, to support me with initiatives so generally in terms of deciding what to do uh, I'll, be, I'll be looking at what's going to impact our targets so what's going to impact our um, statement of corporate intent targets and also what's going to be the most sustainable solution for the business. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So it sounds like, um, well, a number of things there. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you've got your CEO involved. Yeah, right? Which is, yeah is, is, he comes to all the meetings. Fantastic. Yep. So that's that's a clear kind of commitment and sends, sends a signal in itself. Mm. Um, I think you've then got things that sound like to me, okay, well, I've got a network that I, I can test things out with and get get ideas from. Yes. Um, so sort of tapping in into that. I mean, you, you've got targets that give, mm. give you a focus. Mm. Those, those, those targets, with, with those, how do they link through to business results, which may well be a CEO yeah. question again, yeah, no, no, I guess. No, no, you know, absolutely. which is fine. We, we want to increase, you know, the proportion of women in senior roles. Mm-hmm. But why is that a good thing for me running a business to yeah, do that? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, the key benefits, I think, around um, getting some more diversity, if you like, in your business. Um, The main thing is that you don't hire someone similar to yourself, a mini-me, so you actually have a bit of diversity of thought, someone who will challenge you and say, actually, John, um, have you thought about it this way? Or, by the way, um, when I worked here, this Mm. is how we we did it. Um, So you get a little bit of um, more new ideas coming through, um, more innovation, more creativity. The other thing that um, benefits by having women in the team quite often is a different style of leadership. Right. So um, if you look at the research, most of the research at the moment is talking about servant leadership. And um, there is um, women have generally got a slightly more empathetic nature. Mm. And servant leadership is all about that, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes and being with them and helping them to deliver results. And that's one of the most effective forms of leadership that we've seen to help people feel safe. Um, both psychologically and physically, but also in terms of delivering results and productivity. 
So um, the productivity results are also higher when someone's in a, a team where they feel valued <laughs> and listened to um, and respected. Um, and also in terms of from the CEO data that we provide, obviously we were looking for retention, reducing our staff turnover. It's a really difficult market at the moment yeah. to hire people. So you put all that effort into hire someone and then six months later they leave what are we doing to keep them there and understand what's going to work for them and what can we, how can we make it better for them? So having that conversation early on is really important. I think the other thing is thinking about the individual. Yeah. Um, we're all individuals. We've all got different values. What does that person need in the environment? Um, especially post-COVID, um, some different issues have come up for people. So being flexible to their needs and thinking about how we can make it um, a more interesting environment for them and more stimulating and more challenging but also supporting them if they're going through any other personal issues or health problems or well-being issues that seem to stem up at the moment yeah yeah mm. so I mean you're talking there about all these sort of things that in a way they kind of resonate at a common mm. sense level yeah um, and it sounds also that you're saying that right at the moment, we know it's going to be very difficult to bring people into the organisation. Yep. Let's make sure that we keep the people because we know that people do like working there and do stay for their yes. whole working life yep. and bring their families in mm. and, and so forth. Mm. Um, and it, the, yet at the same time, you're looking to make a change in the, the makeup of the organisation exactly. and hit, yeah. hit business results. Mm. Now, a lot of what you've said so far has been about gender. Mm. Now, di diversity inclusion, the work you're doing in, in KiwiRail, does mm. it extend beyond gender? Yeah, so yeah. we have four pillars. Um, yeah. One is, is around gender, which yeah. is a woman. Mm. And the other one is under 30s, right. because um, with an ageing workforce, we're looking at getting more young people into the organisation and how to attract them. Um, a lot of them want to go overseas, which is fair enough, but how can we make it more fun for them and mm. come to KiwiRail? Uh, the third one is around ethnic diversity. Um, and we've got a whole mixture of people who work for KiwiRail, but how to support those different ethnicities, mm. ensure that we understand their needs and they feel comfortable in our environment, and we respect their cultural sensitivities. Um, and the fourth one is around inclusion. Right. So how can we make them feel included in the decision-making, included in the change, included in any of the policies and procedures we bring in? Um, we have an engagement survey, surprise, surprise, um, that we run annually. Um, but how do we make sure that people are feeling like they're making a difference within the organisation and they want to stay? Um, so, yeah, those are the four pillars that we focus on, and there's various initiatives under each pillar. Um, also on the inclusion piece, one thing that you mentioned earlier that did resonate is in an organisation where you've probably got 80% male and 20% female, um, it's really about working with your male allies. So we do um, work really hard to ensure that people understand why we're doing this piece of work and how it's going to benefit them in the team. Um, and I think naturally people would prefer to hire someone who looks exactly like themselves, yeah. mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, but what we're trying to do is just mix it up a little bit gradually. So it's a it's what I call a slow burn. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's not a Pantene <laughs> ad. Overnight, this will happen and change. It is a very slow burn. Right. Um, and other organisations I've worked for, it's probably taken up to six to eight years to create the change that we've been looking for. Um, and I'm probably four years into the Kiwi Rail journey. 
Right. Mm. So the next two years, then, it, we, yeah. we're, we're some things that are going to happen Hopefully. as, as yeah. you move this move this big ship in a, a different yeah. direction. Ideally, uh, um, I really intrigued by that point you just made around allies. Allies. But, yeah. Yeah. Because you know we always think you know right we've got to get buy in of the, of the mm. senior manager and you've obviously yeah. talked about the CEO being involved yeah. but you know where it really counts is you know the people that you're working with mm. on a day to day basis. What, what sort of things do you do to sort of, um, I suppose, create allies, minimise resistance, help, you know, take people, the organisation as a whole on this, this, on this journey? journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I think um, we really try to understand where the individual comes from. Yeah. Um, and um, in terms of the long-term strategy, we're trying to create an environment where there's that sense of belonging right. and that people feel safe and they feel included. Um a lot of the work I do around diversity and inclusion, everyone's got a different area which they like to focus on. And often it's to do with their upbringing yeah. or their values. Um, some people are really big on gender. Some people like to support rainbow communities. Other people um, really, really passionate about their cultural background. Some people are really um, big on gender pay, um, International Women's Day, anti-bullying. There's Everyone's sort of got a trigger point. Yeah. So I think the key is to find out what is that person's passion and what really makes them tick. Um, and generally that will come down to their personal values. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that will be for anybody. Um, so for our male allies, they quite often will have a daughter, a niece, yeah. a cousin, um, a, a teacher, their mother, someone who's been a really strong female role model. And they'll to understand the value of the pe- of what that person brought to their into their lives, and then to think about how we can include those people in our workforce, you know, how we can invite them to feel comfortable, um, and feel welcome, yeah. and want to stay. Um, so it's creating that personal connection um, and that level of trust where someone can say, "Well, actually, um, last time I hired a female, it didn't quite work." And they will share why that didn't work. And then we'll think about, well, would, can you think about a different way of doing that? <laughs> yes. or, or maybe we hire three females rather than one on their own. Um, because the research shows if you hire more than th- two at a time, then females have got each other right. to look after each other and support each other in that environment. Yep. Whereas if you just have one person, they actually feel quite isolated yep. and alone and quite vulnerable. So um, our recruitment strategy has changed a wee bit to try and bring in groups of females. Um, and one of the initiatives we're looking at, which we haven't launched and we haven't actually managed to get across the line yet, but we'd love to, is um, having female facilitators of our training programs for our female employees. So yeah. it's woman training woman. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. That 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 makes that makes good sense to me, and I think um, that's that's really you know very interesting sort of initiatives there. Um, just one of one of your pillars. I'm, mm fascinated by is about under 30s under 30s because we we know this this is a demographic change that's happening yeah yeah um i think now more than ever maybe the evidence is you know this isn't just about how old you are your attitudes it's actually about the world's different now and different ways of thinking so Mm -hmm. yeah just interested in your take on that Mm. and also you know what what you're doing in terms of that that group Yeah. yeah so um our under-30s, we have a network group. We call yeah. it Kapakatahi. Um, and effectively, um, that group is very self-motivated. Um, and they've got quite strong values around things like sustainability, the yeah. environment, climate change. Um, they really value flexibility. Um, they value development and yeah. growth. Um, they like challenge. Um, 
they are very ambitious. Um, so, um, and I'm speaking in general terms yes. here, yeah, not, yeah. you know, individuals. Um, so in terms of the under 30s, we've pulled together a group of people from across New Zealand to really understand what their needs are and what they need from us as an organisation. Um, the strong themes that have come out around mentoring and support, right. they want to move up the organisation and they want to move quite quickly. Right. So um, that career trajectory is quite exponential. So how can we get them there? Um, they're also coming into an environment where, you know, it's high interest rates, mm -hmm. it's high cost of living. They want to make sure that they're paid fairly, which is fair enough. Um, and so they want to understand where their career will go next and how we can provide that support. Uh, we also find with our under 30 group, they um, have a really strong drive to support both their team, but the organisation as well. So they've got quite a, um, oh, how would I put it, kind of a, a more global view of yes, the world. Yeah. Um, and so they like to think of international connections and travel and that kind of thing. So how can we support them in thinking about secondments overseas or connections to other organisations in the UK or Australia? Because we know they're not going to stay in New Zealand forever, um, but we'd love them to come back to yes. us. So how can we create that boomerang employee where they may go to the UK, they may go to Australia, but they'll come back to us? Yeah. Um, and that's quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really love working with the under-30s. They've always got something on the go. Um, high energy, high impact, high engagement. Um, and, yeah, huge potential. Yeah. So it sounds like you're thinking about we want these people now to, mm. to be effective. We want yep. this to be an attractive place for them to be and yes. understanding what it is that uh, works for them. Particularly, yep. I was hearing the bit around development and career yeah, totally. trajectory. Mm. It sounds like you're saying we're comfortable with the fact that people might go overseas yep. for a while. We mm -hmm. just want them to come back. So we want sure. uh, some sort of stickiness there in terms yeah, of the organisation. Yeah, we'll create a bit of an alumni. Yeah, where, yeah. Um, and we do a lot around social media yes. at um, Kiwi Rail. So we have our Team Kiwi Rail Facebook page and as you can imagine train drivers rail operators people out in in the depots they don't have time to sit there and scroll through emails or read yeah, the yeah, internet yeah. um so facebook's really good you can put up photos you can put up notices and we get a lot of traction through our facebook page and it's fun stuff yeah you know it can be about um snow on the train lines or it can be um you know something more meaningful for an individual around their family situation but um, during the floods, for instance, we had a lot of footage of what was happening um, down in Napier. We also had heaps of footage around what was happening down there. But it's just a really nice way to connect people. Oh, absolutely. And we're all on an equal playing field on um, Team Kiwi Rail Facebook. And um, we get a huge number of people. I think out of the 4,500, we've got maybe 3,900 Right, so, so like following eighty percent of your workforce is on there looking to do, yep. and that kind of fosters and that. providing updates and having fun <laughs> and sharing photos and a sense you know. of belonging as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so it's quite fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think what's interesting as well about when you talk about under thirties from the roles that you're talking about, we're not talking about as this often gets talked about as in we're talking about graduates. Yeah. this this is about people taking all sorts of all sorts of roles in, yeah, in the organisation. Yeah, all sorts of roles. Yeah. So we do bring in graduates. We've got a goal. I think it's um, I can't exactly remember the number, but I think it's two hundred people graduate. Sorry, mm. and apprenticeships that we're trying to bring in by the end of next year. Um, but we do have a graduate program, and we've got an apprenticeship program, um, and we also have an intern program. 
So we've got quite a few trajectories of ways to come into the organisation. And we do even have interns who intern with us over summer and then apply for our graduate programme. So our graduate programme is two years and you have a rotation around different businesses and it's quite a big investment in the individual. Yeah. Um, Mechanical engineers, um, any area of the business you want to start and we we will try and get you into a graduate role. Yeah. yeah, and they they don't have to be under thirty, by the way. You can be any age. Just a, it's a graduate program. Mm. Yeah. Um, so an- another pillar in all this mm. is, is is ethnicity. And yes. I was I was reading this week um, some research by Jared Hall, which you oh, might yeah. have seen. Yeah. yeah. And he talks about creating this sort of positive work work environment. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, just just tell us about about this in, in in the work you've done in that that area in in Kiwi Rail. Yeah. So we've got um, a large popula- um, portion of our population is Maori and Pacific yeah. Islander. So we've got um, a couple of employee network groups, which are really strong. Um, so um, Tupukaki Mahi, which is our, um, employ- our Māori employee network, I think from memory has around about 450 employees. So it's quite a large group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually invest time for them to go onto the marae and um, do some learning and stay the night and you know really understand more about their culture. Our CEO went along to that recently for an overnight stay. Um, and the whole piece around um, the Māori culture is we try and celebrate it as much as possible. So we have Waiata Wednesday, which is basically singing in Te Reo um, on a Wednesday lunchtime. Um, we also celebrate Matariki. We do Māori Language Week. We try and incorporate as much Te Reo as possible. I mean, we're a state-owned enterprise. Um, yep. so, and we really want to respect um, all the different iwi in, in New Zealand and Aotearoa. I feel like um, there's always room for improvement in yeah, that area. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. And, um, and again, in those areas, what's what's the business driver for do, for doing this? When, when you're talking to the, the executive leader yeah. team, I'm sure it aligns with their values. Yeah. But you know, they're business people. So yeah. what's the business? I think the business line is about understanding your people. Yeah. Um. So the more you understand the pe- your people, the more they'll feel comfortable and they'll be more um, open to deliver um, for the organisation and create that sense of loyalty and trust and um, basically stickability because you want them to stay and develop. Um, The other side is um, from a customer perspective. So we have people, obviously Kerry Rail runs trains, we also own the Inter-Islander. We have customers of all different ethnicities and backgrounds, shapes, sizes, forms. Um, But we need to be really aware of those people's needs and be conscious of them um, and respect the cultural etiquette so um, some of the cultural intelligence is really really important um, and we encourage our executive team and all our leaders to really respect those different um, cultural boundaries um, and expectations um, and I think from a New Zealand perspective it's really important to respect Māori yeah. I mean it's our heritage it's our history um, Kiwi Rao is a legacy organisation we've been around for over 150 years so we really need to respect um you know, indigenous population. Uh, and so we spend a lot of time and energy understanding what that means yes. and, and how that changes. <laughs> and um, we have some amazing ce- celebrations. I really look forward to Matariki every year because we have a hangi and we get to try the food. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We do a lot of songs <laughs> and it's always very special. Yeah, that's mm. wonderful. I mean, there's lots of things there that do get that sense of belonging. The sense yeah. of fun comes through a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's good. It seems like you've got quite a sort of hard edge to it as well with targets yeah. and so forth. 
We don't, we don't. We haven't put any targets around our ethnicity. Oh right, sure. Yeah, yeah. we've mainly just put targets around women um, yeah. and under thirties. Right. Yeah. Okay. So some nice numbers mm. there. But um, one thing we are looking to do, which I'm really keen on, mm. is look at our ethnicity pay gap. Ah. So we've yes. we've done our gender pay gap, yes. and we're quite happy with that. But our ethnicity pay gap, we haven't got there yet. Right. Well, what's your suspicion about what's there? And- if I look at the research and yeah. the trends, then you'd probably find that our Māori and Pacific Islanders may not be made on par with other with other cultures, um, but we don't know that. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, we're looking to do a diversity um, census to understand more about the makeup of our population. Yes. I think we have 75% of our employees have identified their ethnicity, but yeah. that's 25 that haven't. Yeah, 25%. Yeah. So we don't actually know what our makeup is yet. Yes, yeah. Um, and we're going to do a really, you know, we'll do some pretty easy grassroots approach to understand that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When I went to Auckland DHB, it was as simple as going into the hospital foyer, sitting down with a bunch of five or six grads and saying to people, hey, um, would you mind sharing a bit more about yourself? We'd love to know a bit more about your ethnicity and where you come from. Yeah. Half of them didn't even know how to work a computer. Right. So we then entered it into the system for them, and then we got the data from them, which we could do some analysis. Right. Um, so I think it's really about thinking about how to approach those people and what's the simplest way. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Make, that makes sense. So wide range of these, these initiatives. Mm. Um, you know, tell us about one that you're particularly proud of, one that you think was particularly good. Yeah. Um, Gosh, there's been so many. Um, at Kiwi Rail? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, one that I've done recently, which I was really proud of, just because it brought in lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds. Um, we celebrated International Women's Day recently. So that's on 8th of March every year. And um, I went out to the business and kind of said, oh, what do you want to do this year? Because, you know, we can do whatever you want, basically. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with that, we got some array of responses. Um, I had um, operations managers saying, oh, we want to put banners up all over our trains around International Women's Day, and we want them to go to the one end of New Zealand to the other, and we want to display Kiwi Rail and share our careers, and this is how to get jobs at Kiwi Rail. And they went ahead and did it. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, so it's the kind of organisation where you've got an idea, yeah, um, and you... If you get the right people involved, um, it just goes ahead and happens. We worked with a graphic design team to come up with the graphics. We got it printed. Then it got put on some containers, and now it's in our terminals. So um, it's pretty cool, some of the stuff that we can do, quite grassroots stuff. Yeah. We also ran a panel um, at lunchtime with about five or six different people where employees just got to ask questions. All right. You know, yeah. what, what, what is International Women's Day about? How can I make this a better place for women? Tell me about gender pay gap. Tell me about your parental leave policy. Tell me about this. And it was just a conversation Fantastic. like we're having now. Yeah. Um, but we filmed it for an hour and then um, people watched that, you know, on their bus on the way home or, you know, whenever they could. Um, we also did quite a lot of work around um, stories, you know, storytelling. So if you're someone in the organisation, tell us about someone who's been inspirational for you mm-hmm. um, and preferably a wahine, a woman, and what value they've added to your life and a little bit personal about yeah. that. 
Yeah, so there was a lot of um, personal sharing around yeah. that, around mothers and grandparents and teachers and yeah. yeah. So my sense from all the, all these all these initiatives is that it, it would create quite a lot of momentum in yes. terms of you know it just becomes well this this was good fun this was interesting mm. this was worthwhile so we do it again and here's yeah. a slightly different slant to it. Would that be yeah it? yeah know? that's right and we get bigger and better every yes. year. Yes, yeah. I think initially with International Women's Day we had <laughs> one guest speaker come in right. and we had maybe ten people um, who came to watch. Now we've got audiences of more like 550 right so right. people are like okay we actually want to watch this yeah um tools down let's do it right um and we record everything so if they don't watch it right now they can do it later but it's just um providing them some opportunity to learn more really um and we try and encourage all everyone from all level of the organization to get involved so Entry-level roles, um, so that's like trainee rail operators up to our CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no kind of barriers there around status or level of the organisation. Um, it's very much a grassroots organisation. Yeah. So if you want to do something and you've, you've got the, the drive, the energy, and you've got the support from the exec, go for it. All right. Mm. Very good. So you've worked in a number of different organisations yeah. before. I mean... You may stay at Kiwi Rail for the rest of your career, or you may go somewhere else. If you were to go to somewhere else, yes, you know, what would you take from this experience? You particularly want to sort of implement again at your next organisation? It's uh, a good question. I think um, Kiwi Rail is quite unique in mm. that you've got um, what I call sort of more like the corporate roles, yeah, and yeah. then you've got the more operational, yeah. hands-on tool roles. I think. The most important thing I've learnt over the last four years is don't make any assumptions. Right. Um, really talk to the people and understand what they want. Um, what works for someone in a corporate environment in an office is completely different yeah. to what works for someone working on a train for a, a shift or working in a yard or working on um, the Inter Islander. So really target and yeah. tailor what you do. Yeah. Um, listen to your people. Um, they'll tell you. Yeah. It just takes a bit of time and yeah. effort. Right. Yeah, they will tell you. Right. So listening to people, targeting things, testing things out, mm, reiterating. Really testing, yeah. reiterating. But, and also don't be shy to say, hey, I made a mistake and yeah. just, let's do it differently. Yeah. Um, I've had some epic failures, um, right. <laughs> which um, have gone completely wrong. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, that you can pick things up and try something different. That's great. So that seems yeah. part of the wider culture and the support yeah, that you've yeah. got that that, that happens. And it's, people a learning inv- it's a learning organisation. Yeah. You know, we, we won't get everything right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think no one does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you, you, you know, your passion and enthusiasm comes through around this and clearly mm. this whole thing about it being fun for people is important. But one thing you said right near the beginning mm. was around this this journey takes time. Time, yeah. And so I kind of just want a final question to you mm. would be sort of let's say ten years time. Yeah. What's it gonna be like working in Kiwi Rail? What you know, what would make you really happy that in ten years time Kiwi Rail can say what? <laughs> yeah. Um that's a really good question. I think in ten years time if people could say I can be me mm-hmm. would be amazing. Um, and whoever they are, they can be themselves. Yeah. Fantastic. That would be the ultimate for me. Yeah. Mm. So you really encapsulate all, all those pillars that you've yeah. got in that, sort of recognising all that diversity, but mm. it comes down to each person's unique yep. self that they can mm-hmm. bring to work. Yep. 
great. Mm. Well, thanks for, thanks very much, Kim. This oh, is no, fa- sorry if I chewed your ear off. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many things that you're doing. Then your enthusiasm for it for it for it comes over, oh, and um, I guess it you know it's terrific to be able to be involved in something that you're so passionate about. Yeah, no, I really I really love my job, yeah. um, and I'm very fortunate to have a gr- huge amount of support at Kiwi Rail. Um, both from the executive, but um, everyone in the organisation is on a journey, and yeah, it's um, it's been an interesting ride. Yeah, yes. lots of challenges. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Thank, thanks cool. very much, okay. Kim. Cheers, John. Um, thanks very much for people that have, have listened to this or, or watched this. Um, what we hope is this has given you from that wide range of ideas and initiatives that you can do around diversity and inclusive, inclusiveness in your organisation, things that maybe you can pick up and, and do in, in your organisation. So. Um, Thanks once again to Kim for coming and thanks very much for listening to this episode. And cut. I was trying to get exactly 40.